Welcome WCUA Radio. This is Tuesday's nightly news update with Nick Barry. I'm your host, Nick Barry. This is my third show. Uh, welcome, everybody. So tuning in live from the nation's capital. It is 8 p.m. here. I have a guest here, Luke Fay. So we're going to be talking about basketball tonight. So welcome to the show, Luke. Do you want to make a few remarks and introduce yourself? Hi, my name's Luke. I'm a junior here at uh, CUA. I'm from uh, New Jersey, and I'm honestly happy you brought me on, Nick. Thank you. So we're going to be having a discussion about basketball tonight. So i got to ask you, uh, how old were you when you first started basketball? You know, Can you get more into that? That takes me way back, Nick. Let me think. Um, honestly, I think I was about in, in second grade, you know, when they started uh, recreational sports up in my town. And uh, honestly, I, I don't remember it like it was yesterday, but, you know, I started from a young age. I had a ball in my hands as soon as I could, you know, run around. So when did you fall in love with the game of basketball? That came uh, much later in life. I didn't fall in love with the game probably, honestly, until high school, really. Probably until my uh, my sophomore year of high school. I really found a passion for it. So what part of New Jersey are you from again? I'm from uh, Spring Lake, New Jersey. It's right on the beach. It's a small vacation town, dead in the winter, packed in the summer. So it's where is it? It's like close to the ocean it's like close to the atlantic yeah so my house is about a two minute walk from the beach it's pretty nice so big summer town big summertime town big, big summer town so um did your family play any basketball by any chance so uh my mom did not she was a good soccer player back in the day but never touched the basketball in her life and my dad played when he was younger uh, some of his friends were pretty good he went to a cba which is a notorious all-boys school from uh, new jersey they have, a, like, you know, a historically good basketball team. He played for them when he was younger. Uh, thank you for that, Luke. So um, so explain a little bit more about your high school days. So what, what high school did you go to? So I went to St. Rose High School located in uh, Belmar, New Jersey. Um, I loved high school, honestly. It was, you know, it was a blast. One of the best times, four years of my life. And uh, when I was there, I played soccer, basketball, and I also ran track. So basketball wasn't my main focus, honestly. Back in the day, I was more of a soccer player. But, um, you know, I also did love basketball. I just, I love to do all three. I was, you know, just an all-around athlete. So you're from Spring Lake, New Jersey. So can you explain a little bit more about why, why Catholic? You know, why did you want to come to school here? So a lot of kids from my high school ended up coming here. So that's how I found out about it. But um, honestly, I wasn't really particularly interested in Catholic until I came here and, like, did, like, a shadow day. So during my shadow day, I followed a student athlete around campus and saw what his, you know, daily, his day-to-day life was like. And I was like, honestly, this seems like a pretty good lifestyle. Seems like the life for me. Thank you for that, Luke. So, um, so get a little bit more into the basketball here at Catholic because the season is starting up in a few weeks. So were you recruited here, here by Catholic or can you get a little bit more into the recruiting process? You know, what was it like coming to the school here? You wanted to play basketball. Um, so can you get more into detail about that? Yeah, so honestly, I was recruited to come to Catholic, but uh, it wasn't for basketball, which uh, you know may shock many listeners out there. Um, I was actually recruited to come here for track. I got a phone call from the track coach, and he was like, you know, we'd love to bring you on as an 800 runner for the school and maybe get you to try cross country as well. And um, I told him, you know, I would be all for it. So I, uh, you know, threw my hat in the, the race for that, and I thought my basketball career was honestly over until I started playing uh, pickup uh, on the flatter courts here one day. And people were like, hey, like, you're pretty good. You know, Why don't you start try out for the team? And I'm like, you know what? Why not? So then every, I love the game. I've always been a student of the game. So I really just started putting my time and effort towards that. 
and I started working every day to uh, achieve my dream of playing on the team. But I wasn't recruited for basketball. So were you getting recruited by other schools for track as well, not only Catholic for Division Three? Were you getting recruited for, like, Digi- Division One, Division Two? So um, there was some uh, D3 interest but from other schools, but there was never, like, a formal offer. The only offer I actually received was the day that I had my, my phone was ringing, I picked it up, and then it ended up being uh, Steve Ron, who's the head coach of uh, the track team here at Catholic. So are you still doing track here? I am still doing track. I'm no longer doing cross country, and hopefully – in an ideal world, I'll just be doing spring track as my winter will be filled up with basketball. So what events do you do here at track for Catholic? And can you explain more, like, do you do the winter seasons? Do you do the spring seasons? So my freshman year, um, I did cross country, which was during the fall. And then after that, I did winter track. And during winter track, I ran the 800 and the 400 and also uh, a few relays. But um, honestly, my winter season was cut short due to COVID-19, so I never even had a spring season. And I never had much of a winter season either, to be honest with you, Nick. Uh, it was just mostly cross-country for me freshman year. So you're still doing track currently this season, fall 2021, you're still doing it? Spring 2021, fall's cross-country, not doing cool. that. I've dedicated this time to practice and uh, get ready for basketball. So did you play in high school? So what? tell me more about the position you are in basketball, and did you play in high school? You know, Get more into that. Was your high school good, You know, where they have a lot of top recruits there? You know, did anybody really go somewhere good? So um, it's kind of funny you ask that because my high school was notoriously known for basketball for girls. They produced, you know, tons of Division One athletes. Everybody that played on the girls' team pretty much went Division One. But it was sadly the opposite for the guys. We hadn't had a college basketball player as a guy, honestly, in a while. The, the first one in recent memory is probably uh, John Beatty, who's the year grade below me, and he went to NYU to play. And I did play in high school. I played, um, you know, for my freshman year, my sophomore year, my junior year. And then we ended up getting a new head coach. Me and him didn't see uh, eye to eye, so I ended up just playing AAU. But I still did play my senior year, just not for the school. But I still played AAU, which is like travel basketball, for those of you who don't know. So where did the girls go for particularly, like, Division One? Where did they go? Did they go to the really top schools? So we have two girls at Lafayette. Um, the point guard and a small forward, Abby Antonoli and uh, Michaela Andrews are both there. We had another point guard, Michaela Markham, go to Columbia. She broke their all-time assist record, I think, two years ago or a year wow. ago. Um, then we had Ellen Stoll go to NJIT, um, another Division One techno- technology school. Um, Lucy Thomas plays at Monmouth. Um, Sam Mikos plays at Kutztown, their D2. Still impressive, though. Uh, yeah, honestly, just pretty much most, like, I'd say mid-major Division One schools that you can think of are girls play at. So your ba- girls' basketball team is usually pretty good in high school. They usually make to the states every year or something. Yeah, they, they normally win states. They're, they're up there every, every single year. I remember Monmouth, for, for boys' basketball, like, they made it to the tournament a few years back, and they used to have, like, a good, like, really dance team, like, basically for, like, the bench warmers. They would have, like, whenever somebody would score a three, somebody would be dancing. They would be doing something like that. So it's uh, funny you say that because this summer I actually met all of those guys, and I played in the men's league with every single one of them. Oh, really? And I got to hear tales of uh, their times at Monmouth. And this also brings me back to another point. A kid on my team, on my high school basketball team, his dad was a legendary uh, player and coach at Monmouth. So he actually played on the Monmouth basketball team for one year. He didn't get much time, but he was still listed on the roster. You can look this up. His name was David Calloway uh, Jr. because his dad was David Calloway Sr. 
and he played at Mammoth for one year, and he, uh, he, I did play with him for a little bit. So <laughs> that's that's a pretty funny story. So th- when did they make the tournament? Like 2012, 2011? Yeah, it was a long time ago. They ended up having a crazy run, I think, during that time span when they had uh, Justin Robinson leading the charge, who's a great, phenomenal player. Boy, also played with this summer. He's playing overseas now. But, um, yeah, he was an elite point guard. I think he led them to their win against uh, Kentucky, if I'm not wrong. They beat Kentucky. I, I think with him they did, or it was at least a good game. At least it was a good game. Kentucky's usually pretty good every year. Um, so if, you know, um, I got to ask, so why the last two years you want to play basketball at Catholic? So, honestly, uh, you know, I was just going through a rough time in my life, and I just found, you know, solace and honestly, the game. And I realized I started putting all my time towards it, and I was like, you know, like, I, I really want to be – I want to be really good at this. Like, I, I love the game. I love playing. So, you know, why not try to make something of myself and try to try to achieve a goal? You know, I want to prove to myself that hard work does pay off and dreams can come true. So, you know, freshman year – when freshman year tryouts rolled around, we had a new head coach, Aaron Kelly, who's the coach now, and mm-hmm. it was his first year. And he inherited a pretty big team. I think there was like 20 guys already like guaranteed to be on the squad, which is a lot because obviously you only have five on the court. And I remember he told me, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't really any room for any walk-ons or anything like that. And, uh, you know, like basically like, you know, he saw the hard work I put in, basically stick with it and maybe it'll pay off later. And I was like, all right. So freshman year, you know, I wasn't, I was unable to be on the team. As you know, COVID-19 rolled around, so my sophomore year, I ended up transferring out and tried to make my dream come true at a community college and try to pick up offers that way. And, of course, you know, Christmas Eve, I get a phone call from the athletic director telling me that the season's canceled because they can't go through with it with all the COVID-19 protocols and all that. So that didn't work out. And now here I am back at Catholic my junior year. And, you know, now October 15th, the tryouts are right around the corner. You know, I feel like I've been more prepared than I, for this trial than I have for anything else in my life. I mean, I worked so hard all summer and all throughout this time, you know, when people were telling me, no, it's not going to work out, it's not going to work out, I was still working. I was still waking up early, still staying up late, putting in the work, staying in the gym, and honestly trying to make my dream a reality. That's a that's a great underdog story. So when, when are the tryouts for the basketball team here? So they're actually right around the corner. October 15th is the uh, official tryout date. I have all my paperwork in, and honestly, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll. So how, like, um, you know, you did uh, some workouts over the summer, right? So um, you worked with some pretty high-quality college basketball players. So can you name a few who you worked with over the summer to improve your game for the tryouts here at Catholic on October 15th? So this summer I joined a program called I Am Possible which is basically, uh, you know, it, I think it was a local startup company that, you know, offered basketball training to kids, but it's grown into this global organization that a lot of top-level guys use to, you know, hone their skills and get better. And some of the people that I played with this summer go by the name of uh, Scotty Lewis. He played at Florida. He's now a two-way contract for the Hornets. Um, ben Roy, who many of you don't know, but if you look him up, you know, you'll be amazed at what you find. He's a local point guard who had D1 offers from, you know, most mid-major Ivy League schools in the country. Um, Brian Antoine, who is a backup shooting guard at Villanova, and this year he'll probably be looking to start. Trey Patterson, another Villanova prospect. And those are just a few to name some. Um, Jaeger uh, Wesley from Georgetown. He was a former player there. He's now playing overseas. 
And honestly, those are just the ones I can think of off the top of my head. But there's uh, there was plenty more to walk in that gym when I was there. So you went back to Spring Lake for the summer, and you played basketball in a local camp. So it wasn't too lo- – I did go back to Spring Lake this summer, but the camp wasn't too local. I mean, it, I guess it was in a sense it was under an hour away. It was like 35, 30 minutes away in Colts Neck, which was where the training center was located. So I trained there, and then honestly I was in uh, – I was on seven men's league teams, which sounds like a lot, but I had a different game for every day of the week to make sure, you know, I was going to be prepared for when this tryout came around. So that was like pretty much your full-time summer job, seven basketball teams that you played for. That that must have been pretty time-consuming. It was definitely time-consuming, time-consuming, and it was, you know, hard to have a work-life balance because I also did have a job, you know, someone's got to pay the bills. So I was a waiter at a local restaurant in town, which I, I love doing that. I love meeting new people, building connections. So that was great. And then, you know, right when I'd get off work, I'd make sure I'd have the uh, hoop shoes in the car and I'd go drive to my game. And I did that pretty much every single day and then took a summer class when I had the time at night. So I did it all back back in the summer. You took summer classes here at Catholic? Yeah, to make up for the one class that I missed because I transferred out to play at a community college. So are you behind, like, in credits? Are you still graduated on time? So you're a junior as well as I'm a junior also. So are you still graduate the? Are you still on, on track to graduate May of 2023? I am still on track to graduate of May 2023. All the courses I took at um, Ocean County Community College do tr- did transfer over to Catholic, and they did knock out some of my liberal arts requirements, which was nice to have that. And now that I took Spanish over the summer – I'm actually like a little bit ahead of the game, you could say. So it's uh, you know, it will be nice graduating with my fellow uh, classmates. So we're gonna be taking a short break, and we're gonna be still talking about basketball with Luke here. Thank you for coming on the show tonight. So I'm gonna be uh, we're gonna be right back. Welcome back, WCUA Radio. This is Tuesday night's news update with Nick Barry. It is Tuesday night at 8:21 p.m. on a. October 5th, 2021. It is 72 degrees in the nation's capital. We are live from the Prisbola Center in Washington, D.C. So I have a guest here on tonight, Luke Fay. So we're talking about basketball. He has the current hopes of making the Catholic basketball team here at at Catholic. So uh, thanks for being on the show again, Luke. So uh, I want to talk to you about, so since before the break, we talked about your workouts over the summer with high-quality prospects. Did you tell them... Or did they hear about your story? Have have they heard a Catholic before? You know, did they give you good advice? So honestly, uh, with the top guys like that, you know, they mostly minded their own business and were focused at their task at hand, which you know was to get ready for uh, the NCAA season and you know eventually become a pro one day. So honestly, they weren't they weren't too concerned with my story. I mean, obviously they they appreciated me showing up, working hard, and honestly helping them get better. But somebody that uh, has really supported me throughout the journey and has heard my story was uh, my trainer, you know. So I had two trainers. One of them was strength and conditioning, and the other one was for, like, core skills, you know, ball handling, shooting, IQ, and all that. And uh, both of them know my tale, know know what I'm trying to do, know what I want to accomplish. And uh, the one who's really been, you know, a big advocate of me has been uh, Sean Tague. Now, for those of you who don't know Sean Tague, he's a great guy. He was a great player back in the day who also ended up going to St. Rose High School and played um, NAIA at a school in Florida. And he's now helping uh, young kids like myself and, you know, top prospects achieve their dreams. And he's always believed in me. He's always there helping me out. And, you know, through him, I made a lot more connections than I ever would have had. 
And, you know, he's given me the best chance that I have to make this team coming up on October 15th. So your trainer, so he was a college basketball player himself, your trainer? Yes, he was. He played uh, at a Florida school in the NAIA, which is like Division One, but not NCAA. NCAA. So what's the N, What's the NAIA? So the NAIA is like another division of college sports that's separate from the NCAA. They have like different rules and regulations. It's mostly for some schools down south that want to do their own thing, so they have their own conference located in that. Thank you for that, Luke. So we're going to be talking about eligibility now since that is a huge deal in the co- college basketball world since this, the transfer portal has an overwhelming amount of college basketball transfers trying to transfer out trying to get more playing time it's been overwhelming so you played or so you did track here at catholic so um the eligibility here at catholic so um you did track for the first two years so you're you have one so you have if you make the basketball team this year you have how many years of eligibility left so if i do make the you know when i make the basketball team as we should say you know i got to be confident yeah definitely um how many years would i have left i'd probably have three years left which is weird though because i'm you know a junior so you normally typically only go junior and senior year but because of covid everybody has an extra year left of uh eligibility so i'd be able to play like a postgraduate season somewhere you know god willing that where it would work out and uh normally you know if covid never happened and i did run cross country and track and play basketball my eligibility would have ran out early, and I'd probably have to stop playing my senior year. I'd run out. I'd only be able to play for three years because I'd be doing three seasons a year, which is not typical in the NCAA. Now, if you made the basketball team here and you started playing, would you consider taking your extra eligibility years? But even though you'd be a, you'd be like a super, super senior <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love the game, I love playing, and I, I haven't been you know blessed with that opportunity yet. But I would definitely be something I'd have to look into and definitely something I would want to do. But, um, you know, financially, would it be the best decision? I, I probably, I can't tell you that, but that'd probably be a no unless, you know, it was on scholarship or it was some company paying for me to get my master's in a graduate program, something like that. But, um, you know, if it worked out, definitely. I mean, I, I love to play, like I said. But uh, my parents probably wouldn't be too happy if they had to uh, help pay for or myself have to take out a loan for another year of college. So if you if you made the big the big if so if you made the team this year so you're a business major right? Yeah, finance major. Finance major. So if you make the team this year, how are you gonna manage school and basketball? Uh, honestly, I've never had any problems with time management. You know, my summer was packed with activities, and I almost always managed, almost always managed to fit everything in. But um, honestly, I just, you know, maybe it means some later nights or some earlier mornings, which is no quarrel, no problem with me, as I did it all summer long. So I'd make sure I got the job done and got gotten to the point that I needed to get to to, you know, secure my future in the business world and also my dreams of playing basketball. Thank you for that, Luke. So I want to get into the team here at Catholic. So um, how did they do last year? So the team last year was actually very good. They uh, they made it pretty far. They lost in double overtime, which was a crazy game. Right. If any of you guys have the time to get the chance to watch it, I would definitely go on the Catholic website and watch that game because it was some great basketball. But the team was pretty good. You know, they were star-studded with the freshman class who took up the majority of the playing time here because – 
you know, those were Coach Kelly's guys. He brought them in, and they, they got the job done. They're all very talented kids. I know them personally. They work hard. They're good players. I have nothing but respect for them. And now that they're sophomores, they've only honed their talents and gotten better. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the table this season. So they lost in double overtime against Scranton? Yes, the Scranton. That is correct. It was a great game. So did Scranton go far after that? Honestly, once Catholic kind of lost, I did not pay <laughs> keep up with it, to be honest, which is a shame. I probably should have, but I was just more focused on uh, – getting on the Catholic team and seeing what those guys had to offer and bring to the table. So um, for this season, you know, we're still with COVID-19, we're, it's still going around. So um, what is Catholic going to – so did Coach Kelly tell the team about, you know, uh, to watch out for COVID? Are you, well, first of all, are you still going to be wearing masks playing the game? Because I remember last season they were still wearing masks during the game, which is not ideal. Yeah, no, definitely not ideal. Honestly, probably hazardous for breathing purposes and makes no sense when you're sweating on a bunch of guys. But, you know, we'll let that go for now. Um, so this year we have to wear masks sitting on the bench. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as I'm concerned, when we're actually on the court playing and sweating, we uh, are mask-free, which is very nice. But I know certain schools still have the mask mandate in place, so it'll be interesting to see what happens for away games at certain places. And then as far as the coach is concerned, with COVID and all that. So this summer I texted the assistant coach, Justin Klingman, and I asked him, you know, like, is the vaccine going to be mandated? Should I get it? And he was like, most of the guys on the team have it, have the vaccine, and if they don't, they're getting it. So, like, I recommend you get it, you know, obviously to keep you eligible to play. So I was like, okay, you know, I got my Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And um, honestly, I I don't know about you, Nick, but I, I did experience some side effects with the vaccine. I was sick for, like, two days after I got it, but when I... Well, I did have COVID also back in the summer, and I didn't feel anything when I had COVID. I got sicker from the vaccine. How was your vaccine? So it, it was it was not it was not particularly good for the second one. I, I I was definitely at a commission for at least forty eight hours. It's um, some people have it differently. You know, every side effect is different. People are born different. I didn't really feel particularly too well after it. So, um, yeah, I mean it's one and done. I mean you got to do it. You know, just to protect public health and society. Um, so you had COVID over the summer, and then you got the vaccine? Yeah, so I had COVID. My mom got COVID, and then I didn't even know I had COVID, but because she had it, we got the whole family tested. I tested negative multiple times. Obviously, I still quarantined because my mother had it. But then I got an antibody test that came up positive with the antibodies. So I had the antibodies, and then, you know, basically the way of the world these days is like, you kind of have to get the vaccine or mm-hmm. you're going to be an outcast when it comes to certain events. So I was like, well, you know, I have the antibodies, but the, the government and the world doesn't really care about that. They just want to see this piece of paper that you got the vaccine. So, right. you know, I, I sucked it up. I got the vaccine. And um, because I had the antibodies, the doctors say that's why I got a little bit sicker from it than most people. But I did what I had to do to, you know, protect the public. So you had so you had COVID and then what, so you got the vaccine like what like two months later or a month later? Um, probably, yeah, about a month later. A month. So you probably felt it a little bit like worse than a lot of other people since the COVID was still in your system since the antibodies were there. Yeah. So we're are transitioning back to basketball. So uh, are Division three schools requiring for the players to get the shot? Division one players, I would imagine, probably. I don't know about Division three. So what it seems to be, um, you know, in my eyes, from what I've seen, 
It's um, honestly based on your conference. So I know that the conference that Catholic plays in, which is the landmark conference, is requiring the vaccine. So that is also why I got the vaccine, so I could compete, you know, in basketball and in track. But um, other conferences, I don't know if every conference is requiring it. I'd imagine so. I mean, there's NBA players right now that, you know, are having trouble with the whole vaccine thing because they're not getting it, so they're not allowed to play in home games, such as Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, or Mm -hmm. until of late, Andrew Wiggins. But, um, yeah, it's honestly all based on your conference, and the landmark does require it, so Catholic falls under that, and we have to get it. So everybody's different. Uh, every conference is di- different what they want to do with their own protocols. There's no like there's no rules just nationwide. It's all up to the conference. I'm sure it's, you know, it's it's also based on some locations too like DC, you know, they have the the vaccine mandate in place. So I'm sure that plays a factor in it. And I'd imagine, you know, even though each conference can go its own way, I'd imagine they'd all opt in for the vaccine mandate just cuz it's easier for them, less ha- less uh, health, you know, worries and concerns. So I, I, you know, could see almost all conferences requiring a vaccine or an exemption of some sort. So um, with basketball this season, we, as a regular student like I am, I had to get the COVID test once every two weeks. So just for random testing, are they going to um, – for basketball or just any sports here, do they have to get more testing than a regular student would just because of competitions? So um, if you're not vaccinated and you're an athlete, like let's say somehow you got an exemption, like my one friend, he's on the uh, cross-country and track team here. He is unvaccinated, so he has to get tested, I think, twice a week. Wow. Monday and then Friday. Um and for the kids that are vaccinated, it's just the same as any other uh, student policy. Like, could be subject to random text t- testing every two weeks. Wow. Okay. So you would have the, so basketball players here are just going to get tested like re- re- any other student. I f- I'm going to assume so. I mean, that's not a definite, but I think so. And maybe if there's a tournament or something, it'll be a little different. But yeah, as long as everyone's vaccinated, it should be regular uh, standard protocol. Okay, thank you for that, Luke. We're going to be taking a short break. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the Catholic basketball season and when it starts. And how do you think the t- uh, how do you think the team this season is going to be? We'll be right back. Welcome back, WCUA Radio. We are live from the nation's capital. It is eight thirty nine p.m. on October fifth. I am your host, Nick Barry. So we got back here a guest tonight, Luke Fay. So he is in the hopes of making the Catholic basketball team here in Washington, D.C. So thank you for coming on, Luke, here again. So um, we were talking about college basketball. So um, when does the season start here for Catholic basketball? You said the tryouts are October fi- uh, 15th. So when does the season actually start, and did the schedule come out yet? So the, you know, as we know, tryouts are October 15th. And the uh, official regular season, I'm going to say, starts uh, early November, late October. And the players, the kids that are fishing on the team, have a pre-released, you know, version of the schedule, so they know when their games are going to be and everything like that. But as I'm not on the team yet, I don't have access to the schedule. But from what I saw, from what I was able to get a glimpse of, it is late October and early November we're looking at. So the schedule did not come out yet? Not, No, not officially. Not, not officially. So they had to probably work that out with the Landmark Conference. Exactly. So um, how are you feeling going into the season? Or how you how yourself going at the tryouts, or you know you you think the season's gonna get a lot of wins this season? They had a very successful season last season. 
So um, I feel, you know, pretty good going into tryouts. I mean, I've been preparing for this for three years, if you look at it like that, since freshman year, you know. When Coach Kelly said, you know, come back and try your luck next time, I took that as a challenge. I said, I'm going to be back, and I'm going to be better than ever, you know. I'm, I've been working hard this whole time, so I'm feeling confident, and um, I honestly, I think the team should perform pretty well. From what I've seen, the guys are all in shape and looking pretty good, if you ask me. I mean, their, their jump shots are on point. Ball handling's tuned up, but they don't look rusty at all. And uh, how do you think the team is going to perform this year, Nick? I, I think they're going to do pretty well. They're usually pretty good. Uh, you know, as you said before, there's there's not a lot of open space on the team. So I think that they're going to do pretty well. Uh, you know, uh, I think they have a good coaching staff with Coach Kelly. Um, I think he puts in the work. I think, you know, he's very passionate about what he does. Oh, he loves his job. Yeah, he loves his job. I think he's very passionate about it. I think they're going to do pretty well. Yeah. May, maybe I'm going to say probably the same amount. So what was it? They made it to the the they made it to the Landmark Conference Championship game last year? Uh semifinal. The semifinal. I think they're going to do equal or greater to that this upcoming season to the 2021-2022 season. Honestly, I I think this could be the year. I think this could be the year they take home a title. Call me crazy, but uh I'm feeling something. I'm feeling some magic in the air. You think an NCAA Division Three championship is gonna be in the horizon? I think it's in the horizon. I think a landmark conference championship okay, is yeah. definitely gonna De- be definitely what we're doable. Going to achieve doable. Definitely doable. I don't know. I'd like to think we'd fare well in NCAA's, but honestly, I don't know since we haven't faced top, um, you know, Division Three competition, to my knowledge, recently. So who's like the number one Division three school, or who's like one of the top in the country? Honestly, one of the top Division three schools in the country. I have to think about this because I don't know off the bat. I know your Sinus typically has a good team. Um, TCNJ was good a few years ago. They won it all uh, when they had PJ Ringle at the helm. But you know, right now, honestly, I couldn't tell you. Things are all up in the air after COVID. You know, because some teams yeah, didn't play right. last year and some did. So. I couldn't tell you who the top Division Three team is. It's going to be a dogfight. Right. So you were saying all the Catholic basketball guys are really good. They're really in shape. So what's, like, your workout routine you know, to get into basketball shape before the season starts? So um, to get into shape, I think since I've been, you know, doing a sport every season, I've always stayed in shape. But, to, you know, to make sure I stay that way and stay fit and stay healthy, you know, I'll – Make sure I run one mile every single day, and then I'll be in the weight room three times a week. You know, I, I'd like to get the weight room, you know, up a little bit more because, you know, that is the weakest part of my game. But, you know, I've been working hard. I've been making small improvements every day, and that's all you can ask for. What about you, Nick? Do you have a workout routine you like to uh, um, get I, to? I like to go to the gym every now and then. You know, I, th- I think it's just good to be in shape. Definitely good to be healthy, eat right. You know, definitely not the ideal time for college, though. I mean, you eat at weird times. you got a lot of homework. It's definitely... It's definitely tough. It's definitely tough. It's definitely a a grind with homework and everything with all the other clubs here on campus, especially I got the radio show here on campus. A lot of of prep goes into that. So we were talking about during the break, your siblings, do do they they play basketball also, right? Yes. So uh, my one brother, so I have a sister right now who plays at St. Rose, which is, you know, historically known for girls basketball. She actually has some interest from the Catholic girls team here, which is pretty cool. But, um, you know, she's she's uh, looking to go a little bit higher up than that. And, I mean, she, her dream is Division One, 
right now she's not a Division One talent. Can she get there? I mean, absolutely. You know, she's got gas left in the tank. She's only a junior in high school, so she has a lot of time left. Mm-hmm. But um, someone I'd really like to speak on is my brother, who's two years younger than me. Because he kind of, you know, he almost had the, the life that I would have loved to have in high school. He he was the big man on campus. He was the starting point guard since he was a sophomore. You know, he, he had the talent. He had the natural athleticism. He had the gifts. You know, he needed to succeed on the court. But he just, he didn't like it. He didn't like the game. He felt like there was too much pressure on him to perform night in and night out. And I think, you know, it eventually got to him. And it ultimately led to him not wanting to play AAU his junior, senior year and get recruited by bigger schools and it, he just wanted to go to honestly uh, a bigger school and have a good time he uh attends the university of florida mm-hmm. so the gators and that's where he's now he ended up you know passing on his dreams to play basketball because he, he just didn't like it anymore and it's so sad to see wasted talent like that so how, how many how many points would he score a game in high school would he score he was the big man no he was the uh starting point guard oh okay but yeah he uh i think he was around like almost like probably like 10 points a game, 9 points a game, around, right around there, and uh, like 4 to 5 assists a game, which is it's pretty good for like, you know, your, your typical high school point guard. Where he uh, where he really shined was AAU, uh, travel basketball. He played for Jersey Force, and you know, it's more, it's really hard, a lot harder to perform there because you're playing against kids that want to go to college and want to play, you know, make a career out of it. And uh, going to some of his games was very entertaining, you know, the way he was able to facilitate the ball and get up and down the court and keep pace with those top ta- level talents. Thank you for that, Luke. So I'm gonna switch to the more of the professionals now. So I gotta ask you. So what's your uh, favorite NBA player, past or present? So my favorite NBA player, honestly, is a guy that probably not many people know, and that's uh, the role player of Sean Livingston. Mm-hmm. Nick, do you know who Sean Livingston? Is? I, I've he- I've heard of him, but yeah, yeah, he's on the. He used to be on the Golden State Warriors with uh, Stephen Curry. He used to be a former Nets player, and then he moved on. You know to. I don't. I think he won a. I think he won a title with the Warriors. I believe so. He did. He was. He was crucial in their title run. And before that, he was on the Brooklyn Nets, mm-hmm. which is my favorite team of all time. And you know, way before that, he had uh, one of the worst injuries in the history of the NBA. He uh, his kneecap did a full 360 in its you know in its socket, and he tore everything in his knee: MCL, PCL, ACL, all of it, all torn. And the doctors told him, you know, they they probably were going to have to amputate his leg. Never mind, you know, playing again. And, wow. you know, he ended up fighting through that and learned how to walk again, learned how to run again, and somehow learned how to play basketball again at an NBA level and contribute to a championship team. And I just I love the hard work and the dedication and, honestly, everything that he showed and his passion that he put into the game. It really motivated me and helped, you know, made me strive to be greater. Wow. So um, early prediction of the NBA, who do you think is going to make the playoffs? Do you think the Lakers are all up to the hype? Honestly, I think the the Lakers are a little bit overrated, but you know they they do have some veterans like LeBron James, Russell Westbrook that you know could help them lead the way. I, I just think that you know they're they're a little too injury prone. They have Anthony Davis who they rely heavily on, and you know he went down last year. I I could see him going down again, but I definitely think that they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't see them going all the way. I do see the Brooklyn Nets you know, winning the championship. I know they weren't able to get it done last time. They lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Bucs, which was sad to see, you know. But if the Brooklyn Nets can stay healthy and if Kyrie can get the vaccine and play, they're, they're a championship team in my mind. I think the Nets should be able to get it done, hopefully, this year. They're my favorite team also. I think they should get it done. Who's your uh, favorite player, Nick? I forgot that. Um, 
right now I think for the Nets I, I I really I like a bunch of players I don't really have one particular favorite but uh I, I really like I really like Kevin Durant I really like you know James Harden I always uh, I always have a, a soft spot for uh Mac McClung since he's on a Laker also since I I saw him a few years back you know he since he uh he played at Georgetown here a few years ago so um I wonder how he's gonna do uh, he heard uh, I he signed with the Lakers for a training camp contract, and I think the Lakers signed him. They did. They did sign him. He made his preseason debut, I think, two nights ago. Um, honestly, Mac McClellan, he looked good all summer league, and he continues to look good and impressed right now in the preseason. Um, I mean, Mac McClung's a phenomenal talent, very underrated in my opinion, and if you guys ever have the chance, go uh, look Mac McClung up on YouTube and watch some of his high school mixtapes. The thing he could do with the ball in the air is just mind-boggling. Right, definitely. It's he's not even that tall for somebody, and and he can dunk like he. Yeah, he what, can rise and surprise like nobody else. Right, right. So, um, favorite college basketball team besides Catholic here. Favorite bat favorite college basketball team. Well, if I cannot support the uh, local Cardinals, you know that we all know and love. Yep. Uh, I'd have to go with probably Duke. I know you guys are going to call me front runner for that one, but I've always liked them. I've liked their players. You know, J.J. Redick, I thought Coach K did a great job coaching them up. Um, and then besides Duke, I really like Wichita State. What about you, Nick? Uh, I really like – well, I like, you know, the local area since I'm from Long Island. I really like, you know, I like the, the Fordham Rams and St. John's Red Storm. I like those area schools, Big East, Atlantic 10. I really like – you know, I I look I really like good college basketball. Whenever I see it, I don't really like the front runners like Duke, or, um, like Wichita State for what you <laughs> for what you like. They usually make the tournament every year, but True. I I always root for like an underdog. What what do you th- what are your thoughts on Seton Hall? Um, I think they're good, but not that good. You know, if that makes sense, they mm-hmm. they they're never really consistent. Yeah, no, I do see what you're saying. I mean, I I'm a bit I'm a big Seton Hall guy too. I know I didn't mention them before just because I'm from the area and I I trained with a few Seton Hall guys over the summer like Shavar Reynolds, and um, some of the other players that they used to have. But I mean, when they had Miles Powell, they were really fun to watch. I've never seen somebody dominate a game in the Big East like Miles Powell, who's now on a summer league team. But he, like, he could score the ball at will, and I I don't understand how he doesn't get any burn in the NBA. I mean, he is so talented. Well, thank you for that, Luke. I'm going to be taking a short little break here, and we'll be right back in a few minutes. I'm going to be talking about the AL wildcard game going on right now and the NL wildcard game coming up tomorrow, and I'm going to be talking about the um, the local football area scores. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, WCUA Radio. We are live from the nation's capital. I'm your host, Nick Barry. It is 8.56 p.m. here on October 5th. I have a guest here, Luke, so we're just going to ask one more thing about um, – uh, basketball, you know, um, what's your favorite NBA basketball video game? Favorite basketball video game? I feel like there's really only main, main one main one at this point. It's it's 2K, you know. It's kind of dominated the market for so long. NBA Jam used to be a great game. Sadly, it's not really around anymore. So I guess I got to go with uh, the new 2K, NBA 2K21. What about you, Nick? Which basketball game do you like the uh, most? I, I, really, I really like 2K also, but I feel like pretty recent years haven't really – it hasn't been that great. No, no, they've definitely been letting the people down, and honestly, you can you can just tell by you know the reviews that they get and what people have to say on the game. They 
they're not happy with the the 2K the 2K servers and they're just not happy with the 2K creators either. Like the game lacks a lot of honestly off, off authenticity. Thank you for that, Luke. So I'm gonna be um, reading off some sports update here because we are currently in October. You know, baseball season, baseball playoff season is upon us. So we, currently, right now, we have the ALDS, or no, excuse me, we have the AL wildcard game: Yankees versus Red Sox. The Red Sox are up two nothing at the end of the second currently. Um, so we should uh, stay tuned for that game. So. Uh, baseball and a wild card game tomorrow at 810 on TBS. That is going to be Cardinals versus Dodgers in Los Angeles. It's going to be Adam Wainwright versus Max Scherzer. That should be a good game also. Um, for the ALDS game one, that's going to be on Thursday. That's going to be Boston or whoever wins tonight. Boston versus Yankees against the Rays at 807. And on Thursday, also, it's going to be White Sox versus Astros in Houston. Um, so that should be really good. Um, time to move on to the uh, local football area schools. So Catholic football over the weekend moved to 3-2, and two, win over MIT 23-13. They have a game at WPI this Saturday weekend at 12 p.m. Georgetown football moves to 1-3 and three over the loss over the weekend against Colgate 28-21. They have a game this weekend at Holy Cross at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. Howard football picked up their first win this past weekend over Sacred Heart. They won 22-17. Uh, they moved their record to 1-4. They have a game this Friday night at home against Morgan State at 8 p.m. Out of the district now, University of Maryland football got their first loss last Friday night against Iowa in a Big Ten matchup 51-14. There's another Big Ten matchup this Saturday in Columbus, Ohio, against number seven, Ohio State at noon. Um, that pretty much wraps up the show with uh, Tuesday's uh, nightly news update with Nick Barry. I once again want to thank uh, Luke Fay here for joining me here on the show. Do you want to say a few remarks here to uh, wrap up the show? And, you know, uh, good luck to you on the basketball season here. It, uh, you know, hopefully you'll make it, and hopefully we'll have you come back on the show later in the semester talking about the basketball team when you make when you went let's talk about when let's talk about future tense let's talk about when you make the team thank you Nick. guy you know i appreciate your support and i appreciate you bringing me on the show i'd love to come back and honestly do another episode here with you and uh thank you to those people out there who uh, are tuned in and listening i hope to hear from you guys and you know get to be back on the show talking to you guys again soon well, thank you very much for that, Luke. So we're going to say goodnight here tonight. Uh, I am your host, Nick Barry. So thank you very much. I have another show next Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great night.